1: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.
2: I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual.
3: Buenos dias, buenas noches. If it's nighttime where you are, this is Steve Healy, and I'm here with my good friend Fabrizio Capano on our wonderful show, Four from the South. Hello, everyone. Thank
4: you for the people who are listening and tweeting back at us. That feels nice.
3: We're starting to get a little audience community, and that's what we really want to build a community across the Americas and beyond. It's a movement. It's a move. Four from the south healthy. is not just a podcast. It's a movement. So hit us up. You can find us four from the south on Twitter, four from the south at Gmail. Um, so Fab, today we've got, as usual, at least four stories from big uh Latin America. I wanted to start with a story, though, that's from a, a place we may not think of as part of Latin America, but it might be. Hmm. And that is the nation of Canada. I was watching the US well, uh go ahead, Fab. They, they, yeah, they don't want to be. I think they, they don't want. They really be. don't want to be. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I was are. watching the U.S. Women's Open uh, final yesterday, and there was a Canadian Latina in the event. Her name is Layla Fernandez. She lost, unfortunately, to a British-born woman of Romanian and Chinese, I think, ancestry uh named radu emma raducadu but Layla fernandez is the daughter of an ecuadorian soccer player his name is jorge and she was born in montreal i think and so did do, does she count as latina do you think i think she counts
4: and i think we we as, as latinas we should celebrate everyone that even like have one percent of latina blood like we should celebrate every... I remember when w- the 90s, when there was like not a lot of Latinos in the media. Uh, every time there was someone with like a little bit of latino in their blood, we were like, yeah, that's one of us is making it. We should just all be behind that person. So I approve this person, me... As the guy who decides who is Latino or not. The official adjudicator.
3: (laughs) We are claiming Fernandez of Canada as a Latina. And good on her. She uh, didn't win the U.S. Open, but she did give a very stirring speech after coming in second. And I think she has the heart of a champion uh, for sure. And we'll be expecting great things from her. I was looking into it, and Canada is about 2% Latino, according to the stats. But you, Fab, one of the first people that clued me into the idea that the, the number of Latinos can be pretty flexible. I
4: know. Yeah, we we always, I mean, we, something that Latinos hate are other Latinos. So we do always this, this thing of like, oh, no, 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 I'm I'm not Latino. I've been here forever. Just, yeah, put me as Caucasian or like just a white dude. And even like, I mean, Latinos kind of disappear in every census because they decided to stop calling themselves Latinos. So we don't really know how many are they in Canada.
3: Gotcha. Yeah. Well, in Canada, according to um, Wikipedia, which is where I get most of my data, about 2% of Canadians are Latinos. Here in the United States, it's about 18%. And here, this data is from the 2010 census, so it might change. And here in California my home state and your home state, Uh, 38% of the people are Latino, which has got to be one of the bigger numbers. Yeah. Here, Texas. But as as any conversation about a category like that is a little strange, Um, it's hard to fit people in and, and how people define themselves on the census can change, how people think about themselves, their cultural identity. Part of the theme of this podcast, I think, is that, The Latino world includes all of us, even if we wouldn't necessarily check that box on the census. It's it's not it's not ethnicity. It's just like a way of living your life. It's a way of being. A way of chilling. Well, I was interested in it. I'll I'll make our second story another story. Survive. From Canada. They're having an election up there in Canada. Uh, they have a pretty boy prime minister, Justin Trudeau, whose father was himself prime minister, Pierre Trudeau. And uh, you may recall Justin Trudeau, he got in trouble for uh, wearing blackface to a Halloween costume. He did some Indian dancing when he was in India. He's He's been made a clown more than once. And it appears yeah. that he may have beclowned himself in a super way he was on a winning streak uh things were going pretty well his party had done a good job of fighting the pandemic and however his party doesn't have a majority in parliament so he thought okay things are going really great people are psyched about us they are happy with the way we handled the pandemic i'm going to call an election now and we'll get a majority and that'll be good because i'll be more powerful the people of canada uh, didn't sorry. respond to this they didn't like this idea. It didn't sound like a good idea. No. Yeah. It like they it, were like, this is not the time to ruin. you ruined
4: a good moment. Yes. It's he a, ruined a, a good moment. Election. Like, he I mean, reached for one Brexit, more slice of cake. Brexit yeah. is not like the same concept. It's like someone yeah. be like, hey, you know what? Let's We're in a good moment. We're chilling. Let's just decide if you want to be or not part of the <laughs> Let's uh, just have an existential
3: European union. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> now they've got a fellow in the Conservative Party. His name is Aaron O'Toole. When I heard that name, Aaron O'Toole, I pictured every girl I grew up with in Boston was named Aaron O'Toole. And that was sort of who I pictured. But this is actually like a bald, kind of boring looking guy. And he's boring and modest and just sensible and common sense. And that's what they like up there in Canada. And so it looks like he might uh, prevail in the election. We'll see. It's coming up in a couple days, I think. It's so interesting when
4: countries have that thing of like boring is appealing. You know, yes. boring is like, wow, give me more boring. You know, I need more of that in institutions. And those are like the countries that really work, <laughs> to be yeah. honest. It's when they, they, they like, oh, boring people should be in charge, not the yeah. fun people. It's not you know? sexy, and, uh, certainly. No, non sexy. It's an asset in politics and it yeah. should be that way, but not anymore. <laughs> Uh, Actually, we need to talk about another election that happened this weekend, happened in Argentina. Uh, They're called paso, that it means, uh, it's called primaries. It's a weird thing because they're called primaries, uh, like amplias, you mean like everyone, like every part of the spectrum is part of these primaries, uh, and they're obligatory.
3: You have to vote.
4: You have to vote, and every party is like at the same time throwing all these candidates and, you know, everyone votes and you, then you get, like, who is, like, the new distribution of power for Congress. You, so that's the way it works. And so that's one of the reasons why we talk about, like, remember, like, a couple weeks ago with the capybaras, they were, like, invading this uh, rich-gated community in, in Argentina. And there was, like, this whole fight about, like, capybaras are, like, the socialist animals taking their land back. And so during that past election... Uh, a guy decided to go dress as a capybara as a political expression
3: of freedom. That's. You know? I mean, you can't be opposed to the capybara, right? He's on your side. I mean, you mentioned the word invade, but from what I heard of that story, it was actually like rich people had invaded the capybara landscape, and the capybaras you're right st- stuck around. Who's the
4: <laughs> Look, sounds like I'm on the side of the rich people. Yeah, I'm on, this, on their side. Capybaras are invading. No, the, the true thing is like. Um, there was a lot of tension because this is the first election to really check on what happened with Fernandez, the the president right now, with the two Fernandez, you know, like the the vice president, Cristina Fernandez, and and the actual president. And we, I mean, everyone was like, people are happy or angry with the government because, I mean, inflation is really bad. It's 50%. It's really, 50%. really bad. 50%. That's bad. Uh, and everyone said, like, of course, when you have... Like that like that amount of inflation, you everyone hates the government. But in you know, Argentina is different, you know? True, you know, passion and good speeches and like putting your enemy in the other side, you can make it work, you know? <laughs> so but this time it didn't work. This time it didn't work. And uh people vote for the other side, people vote for like the the, the center right, if we can call it. Sure. And then this is the, the what was impressive is the third force to emerge is this weirdo called Javier Milley. And let me read like let me read to you the wikipedia of this guy just like Please. to understand this the, the mind of this dude. So first of all he's a, a libertarian economist, public speaker, uh sympathetic of the Austrian school of economics.
3: Okay, yeah, he these guys himself, are having a moment. The Austrian yeah. school guys—they say that the the Austrian school just—they believe you can just print as much money as you want. Nothing bad's going to happen. It's fine. That's my crude understanding. They don't believe in taxes. Yeah, yeah. They hate taxes. Well,
4: he's famous for he said before rising taxes or creating a tax, I'll amputate my arm. Wow. Um, okay. Cool. So let me let me let me read like a little bit of this guy so you understand. We, I mean, if you if you check a picture of him. Uh, if you Google Javier Millet, uh, you will see like a weirdo with this crazy eyes and something that like, look like fake hair. Um, so the, actually people like his friends call him the wig. That's how he, they call him.
3: My first impression here, I'm looking at a picture of him. He looks kind of like the, he should be in the British office. Yeah, <laughs> he sort of looks exactly. like Tim or something. Yeah, <laughs> or like you um, see him with Jeremy Clarkson, like hosting a car show in the UK. Yeah, his hair is not right. It's something like the Beatles. It's like nineties, eighties, and sixties all at once. All all at once uh, is a mess. And well,
4: this is like a little bit of uh, his biography. He was a goalkeeper for Chacarita Junior, like a soccer team. Then he was he had a, ba- a band called Everest which play mostly Rolling Stone covers. And then he declared on TV a couple of weeks ago that he never had visited his parents and and both of them are dead to him. Uh, So he
3: called his parents monsters. That's Um, terrible. I don't want any politician that's not friends with their parents. That seems like a basic. I mean, once again, it's like these characters
4: are all over the world right now. Like, these weirdos that come from nowhere. they just like use the internet to grow. Uh, they have a little bit of a little bit of a uh, Trump in in them, but at the same time they mix it up with the local culture and Argentina is a crazy mix, you know like, Argentina is like a really powerful, weird extreme way of living. So uh, this this is a character too patient. I mean I really really recommend he gives speeches and he's he's taught like as a speech. I think he's changed to sing uh, a song from La Renga that is like a heavy metal band from Argentina in the middle of the speech. Uh, So, yeah, we're talking about that kind of person.
3: I see that he's been calling and has a friendly relationship with Eduardo uh, Bolsonaro, the son of uh, the Peruvian Bolsonaro.
4: That is exactly like Trump Jr. It's It's very Trump Jr., yeah.
5: The face, weird kind of sun that's just on social
3: media talking about driving lefties crazy and that kind of stuff. There's a little too much of like politics is about driving the other – cry your tears, lefties. And, and this attitude seems to be spreading all over the world where it's it's like the real point is just to drive the other side bananas. And that, that's just not Look, a healthy <laughs> – Listen
4: now. I think Latin America, it's the place for this because we grew up with soccer as a way to express our anger to the other, you know? It was right. like, okay, we hate the people of the other team and we're just going to drive them crazy and we're going to make fun of them in school. We're going to make fun of them when we go, we will see each other on the streets. We're going to like scream to each other. That's that's the way to do it. And now politics is the new teams, you know? So it's, it's the same expression, same, same way of like, played a game it's like the gamification of of yeah politics
3: yes we're seeing a lot of costumes a lot of games a lot of weird attitudes i'm not sure how i feel about it it seems like a dangerous uh way to go but uh who knows it doesn't seem like it's going to be good for like keeping the currency stable no, it's not helping the currencies. Um, by the way, well, we were we were checking
4: what was happening in El Salvador. Remember, like, with the oh, Bitcoins?
3: Oh, yeah. Bukele. Yes. I don't know if we,
4: if we talk about this last Please. episode. Like, yeah, go ahead. This, it happened. Now, Bitcoin's official currency in El Salvador, people were not happy. Do you see no. the videos on the streets? People were no. destroying stuff. People oh, were not, yeah, they, they were not in, exciting about this. I tried it to follow like everywhere else in the
3: world was happy. I tried to follow, like if you any store, any place in El Salvador now has to take bitcoins and then you convert them into something called like a stable coin, which represents dollars, but you don't necessarily get the how to get your bitcoins into dollars seems like it's going to be an enduring problem. Mm, and, and I just prefer dollars. Just yeah, dollars. dollars are pieces of paper, they have a nice picture on them, they tell a little story. I don't know about the Bitcoin.
0: I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles, because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way.
3: We have
4: another story. Uh, You told me about Mel Gibson going crazy again.
3: Oh, yeah, this is great. Okay, so I I saw a video. It was on – it's been apparently released by Mel Gibson himself, and it's Mel Gibson talking about – he's talking – Mel Gibson, as you may know, is a fairly passionate Catholic despite his um, life of sexual debauchery and mayhem. Um, But He has strong opinions about sort of the Catholic Church staying really traditional. And in the video, he talks about how that the bishops, he's worried. He doesn't know who's hiring these these Catholic bishops that we have these days. They, they didn't help him on the Passion of the Christ. They're not sticking up for the traditional mass. And Mel Gibson speculates, who's hiring these bishops? And he says, is it Francis, the current pope? Is it Francis? Is it Pachamama? And this really caught Uh-oh. my attention. Yeah, this caught my attention. Pachamama, a word for the sort of mother goddess that we see in the – um indigenous culture of uh yeah. Bolivia, Peru, the the, the the deep regions of South America, we have this Pachamama. I don't know how much there's a specific real concept of Pachamama in many um churches and places in um Latin America, you'll find a sort of blending of the Virgin Mary and traditional sort of mother goddess figure on the on the cathedral in La Paz, in fact, you can even see a carving that looks like a—it's sort of a big woman giving birth, and people are like, "Yeah, that's Pachamama." They just carved, carved you into the Catholic church, but this idea of Pachamama has become a real sort of paranoia among your traditionalist Catholic kind of people. They're terrified that Pachamama is on the move and the Pachamama cult is going to replace um, Catholicism, and they're nervous about it. Now, to me. I think they're going to will it into existence by their very fear of it, you know. Like you can't have Mel Gibson yeah. talking about it without people saying, "Okay, yeah, who, who, me more <laughs> tell me more." Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I,
4: I, I feel that everything right now it have to be mixed. I mean, it's like every company right now is like we going green, we, we, we're, you know, like we, we're non-GMO, or I mean, like everything now. So this is like Catholics being like, "Hey, we also love the Earth." You know, right? Yeah. God is the earth. Earth is God. You know, it makes sense. You know, when you're saving the planet, you're 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 part of God in God's side. So, I, I think it's a great rebranding. I mean, I, I think like if if the the Catholicisms
3: go green, yeah, uh, will be great news. Right. You know? Well, the current
4: I, I, the, I, I think the it, current like
3: that. The current Pope Francis, who is uh, Argentinian, and he has been he's issued many uh papal declarations and papers and things about how we're turning the earth into a gigantic garbage dump and we need to do a better job of taking care of the earth. It's a theme of his, and the Mel Gibson kind of faction is not into that. That sounds too much like Pachamama worship to them, and they're afraid of the for them rise. It's,
4: like, it's like
3: Jesus is into factories and yeah. like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> carbon, uh, <coal laughs> Jesus loves carbon. mining. If you read the Bible, you'll find him everywhere burning carbon and fossil fuels. What
4: about the the part of the Bible when Jesus is fracking? There's no there's no fracking in the Bible.
3: Jesus uh, visits many I, natural gas and oil wells and approves uh, of them. <laughs> you'll find that everywhere. He, he he spits on a solar farm. I'm pretty sure that's in uh, Matthew. Uh, you'll see that wherever you turn in the Bible. Yeah, I I, I think that. Um, the idea of being afraid of Pachama Pachamama cults is interesting. I like that these guys have latched on to this specific dark vision of like a demonic indigenous. Did you in growing up in Chile, what was Pachamama anything anybody talked about? Is that a Chilean concept? Talk to me. Uh when
4: you when you talk about someone that is like, I mean, this is not like now, this is when I was growing up, but when you talk about someone who's like annoying and always talking about like his connection with the land and probably smoking weed and being like There's people who talk too much about weed.
3: Yeah. You know? Yes. Um
4: and uh even a little bit is too much. Like,
3: weed is not for talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. It's just like you smoke <laughs> it, shut up. You know? <laughs> I drink coffee, I'm not talking about coffee no, every day. Yes. Uh so, I I, 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 we call those people like, oh, como Pachamamico. There's another guy who's like talking about the Pachamama all the time. Gotcha. Blah, blah, blah. A Pachamama so It was boy. something anno- annoying. It was like something annoying at, at the time. And I think now it's different because now loving the earth is is kind of cool, it's kind of sexy. People want to be that person. uh. But yeah, I, I remember like I, I was more in the Mel Gibson side uh, when I was growing up, just hating Pachamamic dudes.
3: Right, but you just hated because sort also, of like, tedious stoners.
4: Yeah, tedious stoners. That also like have
3: all the girls.
4: It was it was very you were a very successful guy. If you when you were seventeen or eighteen, you didn't take showers and you are like loving the the ground and the animals and playing guitar. You sure. Know? Uh, yeah, it's, it's 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 those kind of guys really get laid and uh that that was why I hate them.
3: Pachamama digs it. Well, yeah, we're definitely going to be keeping an eye on the 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 Pachamama cult that is giving Mel Gibson the willies and uh he's on the move uh in the battle of God versus Pachamama. Now, to me, I don't see why they can't coexist and uh be friendly, but my beliefs are maybe not I mean, as deeply held. if you think held. about
4: it, like the I mean, it, it, Jesus was carbon neutral. There was zero.
3: Yeah. He walked everywhere. Emissions. Uh, yeah, or no ad-organic. emissions. Yeah. So think about that. Yeah, now, so- Fab Mel Gibson, he made Apocalypto, which I thought was a very cool movie. It had my attention. It
4: uh, is a it is yeah. a
3: good movie. I have to say. <laughs> but what what was it's the response? but yeah. Tell me how that played. Were you living in South America when? Um, Apocalypto came out. How did that go over? Was there anybody who's like, this is screwed up? I mean, basically the movie I don't want to spoil it for you. There's a lot of twists and turns in the movie, but we see uh a dude who's in danger of getting sacrificed, and then the end, the very end of the movie, we see some spoiler alert. If you want to don't want apocalypto ruined for you, here's your warning. Then we see at the end the Spanish ships have arrived, and that's it's sort of implied that this is a happy ending for these people. Yeah,
4: it's like, guys, yeah, yeah, survive. Uh, uh, I, I think they're gonna kill everyone, even like I right. was about to be sacrificed. So, um, yeah, I, I I remember like this. There was a follow up movie after um, Jesus, uh, the Passion of Christ.
3: Yes, he made the Passion. Yeah, which I remember seeing, and that was also pretty wild. I mean, um, pretty wild movie. Uh, I I remember that. That's the movie
4: that everyone was like, what, what, what What's going on here?
3: That was uh, yeah. That I mean, was that knocked my socks off in many ways. First of all, it was a monster hit, right? It was in an ancient language yeah. that they had to find some scholars to teach people, and then they really leaned into the violence and the suffering it's and the blood gore, stuff. It's a gore movie. It's a gore it's pick. like that.
4: Genre. It's it's a lot of blood. Is is a guy being tortured by for two, two hours. You know, it's it's just
3: watching Jesus being tortured. And I remember like there were some sequences with like the devil, wasn't it? Remember? Yeah, there's like, a sort of like evil a... snarly devil creature that comes by. Yeah. And it's it's pretty nasty stuff.
4: Well, in Chile it was like the most watched movie of the year. Everybody was talking about this, and it was like, you have to see it. And I remember like I went to see it. I was like in shock because I was like 16 or 17. And I remember like, look around me in the movie theater and everyone was crying watching this. So make a big impact in Latin America with that movie. And then when he made Apocalypto, I think it was like, no, well, I mean, you were just like making me cry with Jesus, give me more of that. And now you're giving me like this adventure with the natives uh, so yeah, people kind of like s- skip it. I I don't think there was like a lot of angry towards it, but like p- people didn't didn't connect with it because it- they just came out from like Jesus being being tortured for three hours.
3: Right, they wanted more Jesus torture. That that really hits hits a sweet spot with the film goer. <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought it was like do- Latin America. Yeah,
4: it's like exactly the kind of movie people will watch. It's uh, a drama, hardcore drama with Jesus in it. Uh, yeah, I mean, people are down for that.
3: Yeah, I mean, part of the story of that movie was that, you know, Hollywood would never think to make a movie like this. And this kind of eccentric guy, uh, without a ton of sort of institutional support, knew what people wanted, which was Jesus getting tortured and delivered. And people went crazy for it and, and he made a lot that. of money. Yeah, <laughs> And then he yeah. was pulled over uh, and saying anti-Semitic remarks to a police officer and various other incidents that have marked a tumultuous life. But uh, as a filmmaker, there's a body of work there that uh, is hard to argue with. <laughs> I I, the, the, I remember watching
4: that movie uh, by accident, like on cable. I and mean, there's there's such a thing of watching a movie by accident. I don't know, maybe not. But I watched a movie called The Beaver. Okay, yeah. Uh,
3: Tell me about this.
4: It was like a guy who couldn't speak. Okay, and then he found a puppet, and this puppet like make him talk again, and the guy was Mel Gibson. Right. Uh, and and Jodie Foster, did she direct it? Was she involved? I think Jodie Foster directed it. It's yes. like all, after all this craziness, it's like, which movie are you going to... How is going to be your comeback? As a guy who speaks through a puppet.
3: Simple. Um, I got a puppet movie
4: simple. and I'm back. Uh, I, I I don't know. I, I, I think Mel Gibson is as like the, those kind of characters who's like, it's addictive to watch what they're doing and where which decisions are taking. Uh, but at the same time, they're hurting the humanity <laughs> doing all of what they do.
3: Yeah. I mean, watching the 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 video uh, of Mel Gibson talking about Pachamama and his fears about it, he there's an energy there of a guy who's intense beyond the normal uh, settings for humans. It would be a lot, I think, yeah. to uh, be in his presence or hang out with him. <laughs> but in this podcast, we are on Pachamama's side. That's, yeah, I think we're pro I I don't th- I don't know that there have to be two sides here. I think Pachamama is a mm. concept is very cool and winning and Mother Earth is how can you not how can you be against Mother Earth? I don't consider Who's Pachamama the enemy. I'm I'm down with it. So, we went through Latinas in Canada, uh, Javier Milei down in Argentina, the capybara uh, costume man and uh Mel Gibson's um fear of the South American Mother Goddess. I think that's a pretty good episode of Four from the South. Thank you so much for joining us. Please hit us up on Twitter and uh, Gmail. Let us know if you have some stories we need to be following. We're trying to do our best to help you get a little bit of information and entertainment about the big Latino world that we're all becoming a part of. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Four from the South is hosted by me, Steve Healy, and Fabrizio Capano. Robert O'Shaughnessy is our producer. Original theme song by Amy Stolzenbach. Four from the South is a production of Exile Content Studio in partnership with iHeartRadio's Michael Tura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
5: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
0: There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most... State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
1: This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.